you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show, aka the Najee Harris Show of Record. We are in the offseason. Happy New Year to everybody. It is our first podcast of 2022. I am your man, MG Marcus Grant. You know the whole deal, Vax, Boosted, Neo, Matrix, Variants, all that kind of stuff, uh, which seems to be getting harder because there are new variants, it seems, appearing by the day. Anyway, I am joined, as always, by Michael F. Florio, and first off, Congratulations to you, man. You win the uh, the Flex League, the Super Flex Online Division. You and I were in that one together, put together by our man Jake Seeley. Uh, and you're bringing the title back to California. So congratulations to you for that one. Thank you. Uh, I, I've come close the last couple of years. I've lost in the finals one year. So to finally win it was pretty cool. And Marcus, I know me and you talk off air about how like all these draft events are held on the East Coast in New York. It makes it harder for us. Maybe now a little incentive to bring it out west. That's that's all I really want. That's really all we need, right? And like it doesn't <laughs> need to come all the way to Los Angeles. Like you guys can stop in Vegas or something. Like yeah. just come come to the Pacific time zone. That's really all we're asking <laughs> right now for some of these drafts. That would help us out uh, a whole heck of a lot. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into it. Normally, once we hit the off season, we tend in the past to go down to just one long podcast during the week. This offseason, we're going to try something different. We're going to still hit you with two podcasts a week, probably Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, but instead of maybe one that's about 45 minutes, we're going to try to get you with two that are around you know 20 to 25 minutes. So uh, you know, a little bit more listening pleasure for you. I know for some of you, uh, you listen to them on your commutes, and maybe it's only like half an hour. So you can get through uh, one podcast uh, on your way to or on your way from work. Uh, and we still have all the good information, all the fun that we normally have, but uh, just a little bit something different for this offseason. Um, I started this by saying we are the Najee Harris show of record. Uh, I put out on Twitter last night, how many people won or lost their fantasy championship on that last touchdown run? I don't know if you were involved in any that came down. I know you, you still had a couple of championships. Did any of them come down to that Najee Harris run at the end? So in, in my home league that I won, I have Najee Harris. Uh, luckily, I already had the lead coming into that Monday night game, so it didn't matter. But 
being the crazy person that I am, Marcus, I wanted to be the high scorer of the championship week so that like it can't be like oh well if you played this person you would have lost and that Najee Harris run pushed me over to be the high scorer in championship week but uh luckily I didn't win or lose anything last night yeah I I put it out there on Twitter and I got a number of responses of people who just narrowly squeaked out victories uh because of that Najee Harris touchdown run I mean that is to me the fantasy football equivalent of like a buzzer beater or a walk-off home run or something like that, where uh, if you're on the winning side, it is the greatest feeling ever. If you were on the losing side, uh, that's a gut punch that you're going to remember for a long time. So uh, congratulations if you were on the positive side of that. Uh, my bad. Condolences uh, if you were on the wrong side of that. Um, we'll still do some news. By the way, we have a Thursday podcast, as I mentioned. We'll start to get into some more DFS and stuff for the weekend uh, on that show. But uh, let's kind of recap what we have experienced in the fantasy playoffs. We'll start with a little bit of news, though. Jamar Chase, a huge day in Week 17. Thoughts and prayers if you ran up against Jamar Chase this week. He went for 55.6 fantasy points, uh, 11 catches, 266 yards, three touchdowns in that ball game against the Chiefs. In the process, he breaks the rookie receiving record of his old LSU teammate, Justin Jefferson. Uh, look, I think for me, the question, though, is with Jamar Chase, how high are we going to be drafting this guy next year? This might sound like a hot take, Marcus, and maybe it sounds like recency bias because just last week I said it's going to be a fun debate all year between Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I don't think it's a debate. I, I've, <laughs> I've fully come around. I think it's Jamar Chase. I think the new debate is Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson. Like, I think Jamar Chase is going to be a top five fantasy wide receiver off the board. He's finishing. I, I know this huge game pushes him over the top. He's like the wide receiver six on the year right now as a rookie. Poor Justin Jefferson. I mean, he broke that record for, for receiving yards. It lasted not even a full year. Uh, and <laughs> Jamar Chase is like less than five points away from breaking Randy Moss's rookie fantasy point record. So, best rookie ever potentially and just the fact that he's going to be paired in with burrow and tied to this great bengals offense i i don't think it's crazy to say he's a top five wide receiver off the board next year no i said i'm trying to think i mean you figure in in no particular order cooper cup uh Devontae adams uh probably justin jefferson uh maybe tyree kill slides in there still I, look as as much as debo samuel has been great this year i still don't think he lands in the top five i think we look Me at either. this season as sort of an anomaly um, yeah, I mean, I think Jamar Chase is, is very much in that conversation. I'm trying to think who else maybe what do we do we do we consider Stefan Diggs? I don't know that we do uh necessarily in the top five next year. Um yeah, I'm I, I really am I'm hard pressed to think of five guys. When when I was big. thinking of the five, I said the same four names as you, Tyreek, Adams, Cup, and Justin Jefferson. And then I was like, there's no one else I can make the case for, really. Over yeah. I'm like, I'm just, I'm scrolling through and like, unless, unless I've completely just forgotten about somebody, I, I, I don't think there are five guys uh, that I would put ahead of Jamar Chase. And you're right. Maybe it is recency bias. I don't know. But uh, with what he has done, I mean, his ceiling is so high. Uh, and the fact that he's playing with Joe Burrow and they look so good together. Um, I, I, I do think he's going to be a top five guy next year. Uh, all right. Some, some bad news, some unfortunate news down in Dallas. Michael Gallup, his season is over. He tore his ACL uh, while catching a touchdown pass and a loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, look, we, we know there is depth 
in Dallas, when it comes to the pass catchers, they still have Amari Cooper. They still have C.D. Lamb. We know Dalton Schultz uh, can be effective, even Tony Pollard. But uh, Cedric Wilson kind of got some run. He caught a couple of passes. He even threw a pass, if I remember right, in that game. Uh, if you are playing DFS, and I know we'll, we'll talk about it more on Thursday, um, but if you're playing DFS, do you give him a look uh, this week? I think so, because... Not only did is Michael Gallup out now, and, and I feel so bad for Michael Gallup, who is better than he gets credit for heading into free agency and now has to deal with this. But it's like you said, he got opportunity last week. Plus, with the Cowboys losing, they're kind of locked in. Like, they can't get the one seed anymore. Uh, it, it's going to take a lot for them to really climb higher than they are. So I think that there's a chance that we see Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb very limited. Maybe they... They play early on and then get get rested because they're not going to have the bye. They're already without Michael Gallup, so they know that how important those two helps are. And if those two get rested, well, then Cedric Wilson becomes the default wide receiver one. So it, it might not be super pretty, but uh, I think especially in like DFS, he's going to be pretty pretty cheap. So I, I do think he's in play there. Yeah, I just I think it's interesting, and and we have seen him sort of step in before when other guys were hurt. I think there was that that point in the season where I think they they had both uh, Cooper and Lamb. I think were out at the same time, and we saw uh, Cedric Wilson step in and get some opportunities. I'm not gonna sit here and promise you that he's gonna you know throw or complete a pass uh, every <laughs> week, but uh, it could be an opportunity for him to get some more targets. And and you know they finish out the regular season as you mentioned. I mean the Packers have already locked up the one seed, so that is out of play. Uh, they have the Eagles, and a thing that I know you know you you've talked about that the Eagles have already said they may be resting guys. I mean, we'll we'll get a sense probably later in the week of what teams are going to do in terms of their starters. But if the Eagles are resting guys and playing some of their backups, I don't see why the Cowboys may not do the same. You know, maybe we see a little bit of Dak Prescott and a little bit of you know guys like Zeke and Amari and and CD. But uh, this very well could be a backups game, in which case Cedric Wilson. Uh, I think it's a ton of opportunity, so uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think he does get get some some looks uh, across the fantasy landscape. Um, a weird story, and one that I'm sure everybody has seen. Look, I'll, I'll tell you this: I know when a football story has crossed over and gotten big, when my mom texts me about it, <laughs> and and so my mom uh, on Monday texted me about Antonio Brown. Um, I'm sure by now everybody has seen in the middle of the game against the Jets, uh, AB took off his jersey and his pads. He threw his gloves and, and some of his, uh, his other equipment into the stands for the fans and just kind of jogged off the field. Apparently he caught an Uber. Now, I was saying he caught an Uber, but I think he actually got a ride from Saquon Barkley's personal driver. But either way, uh, he took himself to the airport. And uh, the very next night was actually at a Brooklyn Nets game. So maybe he didn't go to the airport. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> after that, Bruce Arians, no surprise, said that uh, Antonio Brown is no longer a Buccaneer. A, uh, Arians wouldn't go much more into it. Uh, Tom Brady had a big statement basically saying that, you know, he just wants the best for AB. He hopes he can get some help if he needs it. Um, you know, and that's kind of really all we've kind of heard about this whole thing. My first question, though, is, is this the last we have seen of Antonio Brown in the NFL? I think so, but I, I can't say 100% because we've seen it time and time again in the NFL and in any sport. If you are talented enough, you could overcome a lot because teams will be willing to give you a second chance. I know Antonio Brown's had many of second chances, but he's still a good player. I mean, just a week before he quit, 
he had a hundred yard game leading the Bucks in in receiving. So maybe uh, I'm not thinking there's many teams out there who will take a chance on him. One that I I low key would love to see is the Rams. I mean. They've taken on every other big name that's become available. <laughs> Him and Odell would be so much fun together. But I'm, I'm thinking it's probably the last we've seen uh, of AB. I mean, I, I know the NFL might not tolerate it, but man, he could be a great heel in wrestling. Like that, that would be just like him running off, being like, I'm out. Like it's, it's such a good heel turn. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody gave him an opportunity. I just don't really expect it, you know, yeah. and, and, from the moment this happened, everybody sort of went through uh, the recent history of Antonio Brown. First off, you know, this whole vaccination card thing that got him suspended for a few games. The fact that Tom Brady really had to vouch for him to get the Bucks to sign him in the first place last year. Uh, I mean, there was a way that he forced himself out of the Raider organization. The fact that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I sort of joke about it. I have a T-shirt about it. The fact that he was a Buffalo Bill for about <laughs> half an hour. That was a fun uh, time in my life. You know, it, was, it was a short time. It was a wild time uh, that he was a Buffalo Bill, decided that he did not want to do that. Even the way he he forced himself sort of out of Pittsburgh, um, you know, in a relatively short amount of time, there has been a lot happening with Antonio Brown. And we've talked more about the negatives than we have the positives. But because the positives are so good, the fact that when he plays football, he is still among the best receivers in the league. Um I wouldn't be completely surprised if somebody gives him a shot, but uh, I I am sort of leaning toward the fact that he is probably done uh, in the National Football League. Who knows? Maybe some other league gives him a shot. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know what the uh, the USFL I think is coming back. Uh, yeah, if one of these other leagues just to kind of make a splash and get some headlines, they offer him a contract. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. But but I would be you know I, I'm not expecting an NFL team to to really take that leap. Uh, the other question, and this this seems like a pretty cut and dry, easy one. Um, if this is for real, the last we've seen of Antonio Brown in the National Football League, is he a fantasy football Hall of Famer? Yeah, hands down. I yeah. mean, his six year stretch that he had is unright. Since I've started playing fantasy, Calvin, you name the receiver, they no one had a six year stretch like Antonio Brown did. And I know we all say Julio Jones is the best. A lot of people say he's the best receiver of this generation. I'm like, he was never the first receiver off the board because every year he was getting outproduced by Antonio Brown. I I know it's it's not the best thing to defend him right now. I don't think Antonio Brown gets enough credit for how dominant of a stretch he had. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I think you're right. I think in terms of just pure football, if we're, if we're leaving all the other stuff aside, I think there's, there's plenty of ways to praise Antonio Brown for what he did on a football field. Uh, it's when you bring the other stuff in there that it gets a little bit murky, but you're right. Uh, here's the thing. I'm old enough to remember, you probably are too, uh, when Mike Wallace was the guy in Pittsburgh yeah. and Mike Wallace left to go to Miami and there were questions about, can this Antonio Brown guy step up and, and fill in the gap where Mike Wallace left? Not only did he fill in, I mean, he exceeded anything Mike Wallace ever did. Uh, and you're right. I mean, he was a guy that, that I really feel like at one point we were talking about Antonio Brown as, you know, in the conversation of being the number one mm -hmm. overall pick in fantasy football i don't i don't think he ever got there but the fact that we even 
entertained that idea, I think speaks a lot to uh, to how amazing he was on the football field. And so, uh, you know, again, we'll see if we ever see him again, if if it really is the case that that he needs to, to seek some help, you know, away from the football field. I hope he finds it. I hope he, you know, I hope he finds happiness. I hope he finds peace. Uh, I have no other insight into the situation because everything we know, everything you guys probably know from uh, reading newspapers, the internet, watching TV, all that kind of stuff. Uh, other thing about Antonio Brown, I forgot to put this in the rundown, but um, he did release a rap song, like literally <laughs> just after this whole thing went down on Sunday. Uh, I'm not even sure the Bucks game was over yet. If, if it was, it wasn't over very long before uh, he released a song called uh, The Pit and the Palace. I don't know if you listened to it. Did you, did you get a chance to listen to it at all? I listened to it on Sunday once I saw it came out. And... Uh... It's better than his first rap song. I'll give him that. It's, it's just a lot of the chorus being repeated. Oh, and he's just like, the lines don't, I don't know. They don't really make sense. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm from the pit. I'm a little bit stylish. And I'm just like, okay, like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, pit, not the palace is actually the, the title of it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's on Spotify. I know I saw it on YouTube. Um, look, I, if this is the career pivot that he wants to make, you know, I, I wish him luck. I, I would suggest that he, you know, maybe put in a little more work. Um, I get with Cole Beasley, Darren Waller, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Rapper. Hey, look at this thing. Uh, Snoop Dogg is a huge Steelers fan, right? I'm sure he's, a, I'm sure he could help out Antonio Brown. Like if, if AB wanted some, some lessons or he just wanted some tips, hit up Snoop, man. I'm sure he would, uh, I'm sure he would offer some, some guidance if, if, you, if necessary do you think it's awkward for Le'Veon bell now in the bucks locker room because they literally just added him i'm sure antonio brown was vouching for him yeah it probably is right it's like <laughs> oh hey so now my guy's gone um <laughs> who knows we may actually see Lev bell play this week because you know the bucks are sort of banged up in the backfield i know uh, Keyshawn vaughn i think got hurt and they ronald jones uh, a little bit beat up as well. So we, we could possibly see Love Bell play in, uh, in week 18. Take a quick break and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, uh, let's pivot, though, as we look at the playoffs as a whole. Uh, we each picked uh, a hero and a villain, the guys that uh, maybe rose up. Maybe we expected them to. Maybe we didn't, but uh, who had a nice run over the final three weeks of the fantasy season. Uh, for you, who was who's a big playoff hero? I don't have this guy on any of my rosters, and I wish I did. It was Joe Burrow. I mean, he averaged more fantasy points per game in the fantasy playoffs than anyone in the NFL. In his last two weeks alone, he has thrown for almost 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. Like, that is a good month for a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> this guy did it in two weeks. He did it against some tough opponents, and he – I mean, if you have Burrow or Chase or Higgins in a dynasty league, you have to be feeling amazing right now. This offense looks like it's going to be one of the great offenses for years to come. And if you have Joe Burrow, 
and you made the fantasy playoffs, you're, you're probably hoisting up a trophy or something right now. Seriously, if if you had Joe Burrow and you you lost, um, I mean, maybe you ran up on Jamar Chase. I don't know. <laughs> That's about the only way I can figure it because he was he was absolutely amazing. Uh, for me, it's Amon Ra St. Brown. And, and I say it because, you know, chances are if you had Amon Ra, you also probably had another receiver or two that you were playing because look, let's be real. I'm on Ross St. Brown was nobody's wide receiver one. He probably wasn't a lot of people's wide receiver two, but really came on in the last month of the season. In the last three weeks in particular, his low point game was 23 and a half. I mean, that was the, the quote unquote bad game out of that stretch in uh, weeks 15, 16 and 17 had 90 or more receiving yards in every game, had at least one touchdown in each of those games, had two touchdowns on Sunday. One of them was a rushing score. And so that that idea that he could sort of be uh, Detroit's version of Cooper Cup really started to come true. And the other part is he did it in two of those games without Jared Goff. He had Tim Boyle for the last two games of the playoffs and still found a way to get you 26 points in week 16, 35 points in week 17. And you know maybe this, this bodes for the future. I hope so. Uh, Cause it's, it's by the way, I'm taking a small victory lap because I was big on him as a late round flyer this year. And it finally came true late in the season, but maybe this propels itself forward to next year uh, when whoever the quarterback is, presumably it's still golf uh, that, that I'm on raw kind of becomes that guy who, now slides in nicely into a wide receiver two conversation next year. Uh, I mean, look, I, Florio, I know that the Lions offense still has work to do, but they've got a running back. Seems like they got a wide receiver. At least that's that's two of the three main pieces you need there for your offensive skill position to be successful. Yeah, they got a tight end too. Like, I, True, and, yeah. and they got a good old line. They're they're really just missing the quarterback, which I know is the most important piece. And, <laughs> and Marcus, I, I know we love comparing him to uh, to Cooper Cup. On that touchdown run, he looked a little bit like your boy, Debo Samuel. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. Um, so maybe maybe the Lions really have hit on something, and they've got a guy that uh, they can kind of lean on going forward. That would be really kind of interesting. And I know for folks in Detroit, something that, you know, to look forward to for next year. Uh, all right, so those were the heroes. Uh, who was your fantasy playoff villain this year? I mean, this is no surprise. I, I've not been an Ezekiel Elliott guy for a while, but it's Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott for me. I mean – I know in week 15 and 16, he gave you 16 and 17 fantasy points. You were like, that's that's solid. It's good. It's not the top five pick price that I gave up to get Zeke. But hey, it's better than the single digits he'd given me the two weeks prior to that. And then in championship week, when you needed him most, he gave you four fantasy points. And I played against Zeke in the flex league, actually. It's a big reason why I won because <laughs> Zeke, I mean, you get four points from the opponent's RB1. That's going to help you go a long way. It's not going to help your opponent. So we, I know I've been kind of bashing Zeke a lot this year, Marcus. This this was the icing on the cake or, or whatever saying you want to use for it. four <laughs> fantasy points in the championship. You got to do better than that. Uh, yeah. And it's, I think it's going to really impact Zeke's draft status for next year. I mean, I think he was already sort of falling to the back part of the first round. This might have knocked him out uh, of the first round altogether with the way he played the, the last few weeks of the season. Um, for me, it's Matthew Stafford. And part of it was the schedule looked so good in the fantasy playoffs for him. I mean, they had the Seahawks, uh, they had the Vikings and they had the Ravens whose secondary was just decimated and he never got you more than 15 and a half fantasy points in any one of those games. I mean, the matchups were great. We know his wide receivers are awesome. Uh, he's got a great offensive-minded head coach. 
and it just didn't come together. In fact, if you started Matthew Stafford, uh, you probably didn't make it to championship week. He gave you 6.6 fantasy points in week 16 against the Vikings. Um, so chances are that that might have sunk you right there and you didn't even get a shot to play for a championship. This was after him being so good all year long for him to sort of fall apart late like this uh, was really, really heartbreaking. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure there are probably Lions fans that are sitting there saying, see, this is Matt Stafford. Like, this is what we know. But <laughs> for, for the rest of us, like, I don't know. I think I, I don't know about you. I expected more. I really thought he was going to have a chance to maybe be a big hero. Instead, he just he just kind of fell apart on, on us. Yeah, I've been a, a Matthew Stafford. Like, I have a Matthew Stafford Lions jersey. I don't know why I've always been a fan <laughs> of his, though. But it, it, it just it didn't come together uh, in the in the playoffs, fantasy playoffs. And the one thing I'll, I'll thank him for is at least he didn't drag down the, the rest of the Rams. Like, Cooper <laughs> Cup still did his thing. Odell still scored a touchdown. Uh, Van Jefferson, he did drag down Van Jefferson, but that was about it. Yeah, so uh, you know, like I said, at least if you had Cooper Cup, you didn't have to worry about it. But uh, but everybody else kind of kind of took a hit because of that. Uh, all right, so we always do things we learned in our first show of the week, but obviously the season is over, so I wanted to kind of do a long term look uh, at the things we learned from 2021. So after this is all said and done, what did you take away from this season? I took away uh, that upside, and if you heard some weird noise now, that's Callie trying to get her five minutes of fame. In, uh, <laughs> but un I think the unknown doesn't always equal upside. And and what I mean by that is a lot of the times when in this past season, because I like to target upside in my drafts and stuff, and when I was drafting, I'd be like, all right, here's a team that we kind of know how their offense is going to operate, but this team has a new coordinator or a new quarterback or it's a player on a new team, something like that. So there's, you know, we try our best to project, but I would always say there's still always some upside in the unknown. It's why I liked, I hate to say this, the Jaguars coming into this <laughs> year. Like I thought that Trevor Lawrence was going to have to throw the ball a whole bunch. I thought maybe Urban Meyer could get creative. Nope. Um, and, and it just, that one fell flat on its face. There was some others too. And like, I took a lot of chances on young players, which some hit, some didn't, but you don't want to have too much of that on your roster because then it kind of, it hinders it. So me, I'm, this year, I'm going to try to fine tool my approach to still be chasing upside because I think that's what wins championships, but maybe doing a little bit of a better job of balancing out with some uh, safe players because those guys do, there is a role for them in fantasy as well. So mine is sort of similar to yours in the sense that for me, I, I realized, and I guess I'd learned this before, but it, I was reminded this year that opportunity and situation outweigh talent. Um, and, you know, this, this is not a, a Tyler Johnson tweet, unless you want it to be, um, <laughs> you know, because he's a guy that I know a lot of people seem to love. And I, you know, the opera, the opportunity, the situation is just not right in Tampa, but I do think the Jaguars or another situation like that, right? For as talented as we all believe Ty, uh, Trevor Lawrence really is, the situation in Jacksonville was a bad one. And even you know after Urban Meyer was let go, it didn't get any better. That offense still continued to be awful, um, and it just was about the situation. Whereas you know Mac Jones, maybe not as talented 
as as a guy like Trevor Lawrence, but he was in a better situation and had a better overall season. I think you can you know apply that across fantasy, especially when it comes to the rookies. You know, Amon Ra St. Brown was a guy that was drafted way behind a lot of other wide receivers. He outperformed a lot of those guys this year because he was in a situation where he was going to get a lot of chances to go out and perform. He was going to get the ball thrown his way. Whereas, you know, a guy like Terrace Marshall, who a lot of us loved coming into the season, it just didn't work out in Carolina. The quarterback situation was bad. The offense was terrible. There were guys ahead of him in the pecking order that had to get theirs. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. It just was a situation where uh, the, the guys that we perceived to be more talented didn't always work out. Now, every now and then you run into a guy like Jamar Chase, uh, who's incredibly talented and gets a ton of opportunity. And you know that's when everything hits really nice because you feel really great about it. But I think it's something to remember that no matter how much we like these guys, and it's going to happen again when we get to draft season, right? They're going to be players that we all fall in love with, that we all think are super talented. And maybe they get drafted where they're on a depth chart where they're not going to be the first option. And I think it's, it's good to sort of remember uh, that, that, you know, no matter how much we love them and how much we think they can be breakouts, if the coaches don't put them in a position to be successful, uh, they're just not going to be successful for either their NFL team or our fantasy teams. I, I think a good example of that is is DJ Moore. Because every mm-hmm. year everyone says he's a wide receiver one, and then he's not because of his offense. Like, is Hunter Renfro better than him in real life? No. But is, <laughs> in fantasy, he was way better than him. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right. So, uh, yeah, it applies to veterans, too, as well as uh, as well as some of the incoming rookies. Just a thing to remember. So uh, I want to end this show with us kind of patting ourselves on the back. Uh, you know, we talked about some of the things maybe we we missed or wanted to do better next year. But the things we got right this year, what is something you were sort of proud of yourself with uh, pegging before the season started? This should come of no surprise if you listen to the show at all, but uh, I was very, very high on Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. Like, I remember doing shows with you, Marcus, last January, where I was saying, like, these guys are top five running backs. And a lot in the offseason and all summer long, a lot of uh, pushback on these calls. Austin Eckler in, like, August became a really trendy top five pick. But up until then, there was a lot of, uh, like, people arguing that. And Jonathan Taylor, I mean, even up until the season started and even the first month of the season there was a lot of people saying you know he's not a first round pick or he's a back-end rb1 who's not going to get a bunch of volume these are the rb1 and rb2 on the season so i'm i'm definitely going to pat myself on the back for this one and i just i mean honestly just thank you to jonathan taylor and austin eckler because you guys are just amazing especially austin eckler who loves fantasy football Absolutely loves fantasy football. It's been great to see him do uh, his weekly show with Liz Loza over uh, over at Yahoo. That's been it's just been fun to see him sort of engage uh, with the yeah. fantasy community. That's been super cool. Uh, for me, it's guys who are a little bit further down the list and guys who kind of were sleepers. And and maybe it seems weird to kind of pump these guys up considering neither one of them did anything in week seventeen really. Uh, but I really thought that Carson Wentz and Dawson Knox could be sleepers. That Carson Wentz could be a fringe QB one. Right now he's the QB twelve. Uh, and that Dawson Knox could, you know, have uh, some sleeper potential. He's a, you know, he's a tight end one at the moment. So, you know, it was just sort of nice to be able to kind of, you know, look outside the box. We all, we all know some of the guys who are going to be stars. We knew who was going to be the top tight ends, but trying to find something a little bit deeper, especially at tight end, where we've had so much trouble uh, finding consistency to be able to, you know, kind of peg Dawson Knox to to peg Carson Wentz. Uh, and I get it with Wentz. Like it's it's been a roller coaster. It hasn't always been pretty for him, but 
I, I thought he was going to be kind of a matchup based starter and that's kind of what he turned out to be. So uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give myself some kudos for, for kind of figuring that one out there. Um, so it was a good season. I mean, I know we're not done. I know we're going to do more pods, but uh, it was, it was an interesting season. And I know that, you know, certainly for me and probably for you, those last few weeks were, were kind of hard to get through. I'm certainly glad they're kind of over, but you know, in the end you kind of look back on it and you're like, wow, we, we actually did some things this year, huh? Yeah, no, it was a fun year. I mean, definitely like like I remember that Friday, I think it was heading into like week 13 or four, maybe 15. I don't know. But it was like that Friday where games were postponed and me and you were sitting at our desk just like what what is going to happen with the rest of this season? So just happy we got through it. Happy people got to win fantasy championships and super happy just the opportunities and, and getting to do this show each week. It's been a, a really big year for me personally. So uh just wanted to thank you for welcoming me to the show and and everyone for working on it and and everyone for listening because without yeah. them Marcus I mean we would just be talking into the void pretty much pretty much uh, certainly glad to have you we're going to keep this thing going throughout the off season should be fun we're going to find interesting fun things to do we'll have guests too we'll have uh, people come on and, and we'll do some some different fun things so uh anyway that'll wrap it up for this edition of the NFL fantasy football show again we'll be back with you on Thursday we'll break down some DFS for the week and i guess for season long folks for those of you uh, psychos who play uh, season long in week 18. I guess we'll, we'll talk about some of that as well. In the meantime, be well, be good, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.